A-teamers, at the beginning of the show, I did mention that we're going to be paying a special tribute to Uba Patrick Shire, who passed this past weekend. He was on the show last year in May uh, with Billy Silikane, speaking about the place of men in society. Let's listen to this and remember this great man who advocated for no violence against women and children. Now, in 2011, the Premier of KZN, Dr. Zuelim Kiza, said that when we talk about women's rights, some men think that this means the emasculation or the disempowerment of men. This is not true because all nations that prosper can only achieve this through mutual respect and the working together of both men and women. And this is why today we are having this conversation. We are not having this conversation to give excuses to bad behavior that comes from either gender, but we are having this conversation so that we can give the males a voice in our society and understand where they come from. To talk to us today, like I said earlier on, we've got legendary um, Mr. Patrick Shire, founder and managing director of Kulumandota. He's an actor, director, motivational speaker, and concept developer, writer, and director. And we also have Billy Silikane, an author, inspirational keynote speaker, facilitator, and businessman. He's the executive chairman of Billy Silikane Group. Thank you very much for joining us. Good morning, Patrick Shire and uh, Billy Silicon. Hey, uh, thank you very much, Patricia. How are you? Kasai, how are you, Tate? Hey, Oshapujwambra, Billy. Good man. Thank you to be sharing this platform with you. And thank you for the invite. Um, uh, Patricia, thank you so much. Thank you very much, gentlemen. It's beautiful to have both of you um, here with us on Late Night Conversations. We're talking about something that society usually shuns away from having discussions about. We are so pro-anti-gender-based um, um, violence, but when we are looking at gender-based violence, it's always um, skewed to the perspective of the female. Today, we want to look at where men stand in society. I'd like to start with you, Billy Silikane. You're a father, um, you are um, a, a man in society. What has your experience being a man in society um, taught you? Well, uh, you know, Patricia, it, it's quite, uh, when you look at men, we should be specifically saying African men in the context of South Africa. Now, if you look at us, South African men, especially in my generation, we grew up in a time when our fathers were separated from us. And most of the time, we had to learn from our uncles and sometimes, sadly, on the street level. So those kind of separation experiences where you were, you were given this macho outlook that you are strong, you must be a provider, you must not cry, you know, those kind of stereotypes deprived us of the essence of understanding our manhood. And, and therefore, we, we, had, we had gone through a lot of uh, trial and error as, as men coming up in society where, sadly, we focused on the part of provision more than anything else. And again, it goes back to the fact that we come from deprived society. So most of the time, our story was a man is going to be measured by his ability to provide for his family. And that provision was based on material things and nothing else. Whenever, there was never a conversation about providing support, loving, you know, talking and mentoring, and all those things we're discovering now, after a lot of mistakes have been committed by other men before us. It's only now that there's an awakening where the narrative says that provision that we were told to do was not a means to its end. There are other aspects of our lives which we're unable to show up with because we were not taught to show up in that way. However, with, pet, with people like Ndatesha and, and me getting into this space and a good guy called Craig, uh, Craig Wilkinson, who's, who's a, he's called himself a dead coach, has written a book about fatherhood. 
we are now beginning to to unpack the essence of manhood holistically, not from the provision perspective only. Now, I'd like you to please come in, uh, Patrick, uh, and let's talk about uh, the foundation that you run, Kulumandota. Kulumandota is mainly looking at the men and their, their plight in society. Would you say that you also have share the same sentiment as uh, Upili, saying that men, um, they don't really have a full understanding of manhood because of our, hist- our history? Yes, history has played a major, major role in how <clears throat> we are defined as men in South Africa. And trying to solve a modern-day 21st century democratized men we, without looking into the makeup, how, how history engineered us, how history you know, took away from uh, especially a black man, his dignity, his self-love. It's going to be very, very difficult because we'll be clutching at straws to say this is the kind of men we want in the 21st century. That's number one. Number two, it's that uh, in the new dispensation, a lot of focus was, was on the rights of women, and women were taught what is right and what is wrong, what to, what to expect from society. So they were being redirected and repositioned, and their narrative was being rescripted. And men and young boys were left behind. And and I don't know how, as society, we expected to have a society that was equal to uh, treating each other with, with equality. And I concur much, Billy. You know, and the point that I want to make is that everybody is making a call for, for men uh, to be men. And nobody is making a call for men to first be human beings, to be able to respond to human issues, human relationships from a human being perspective. But we, we, nobody's making that call. Um, we are engineered to look at the world as men. Um, and the only time we speak of men, it's when we speak of men in, in the bad taste, when there's been a rape, a, 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 a woman murdered, a woman assaulted, when we come to, you know, gender-based violence calendar dates, then we profile, we tell those stories of men, and there are lots of good men who are doing a lot of good things, who are human beings, who in them we can begin to role model Majida and men in South Africa. We hardly hear of good men such as that uh, the legendary Kefa Semenya and, 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 and how he has survived, you know, the Tory times, the apartheid, being abroad and coming back and still being with his wife in the music industry. The only time we tell a story of a black man in South Africa is from a perspective of violence. And we are in a very subtle way, maybe we call it subliminally, that's what we are promoting. Because the more we project the negative, we leave society with nothing else to hold on to. These young boys, they grow up thinking it is the right thing to do. You know, post, put a big banner at any intersection of, um, of, of something that is bad. It's going to be more popular than, 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 than the good story that comes out in a, little, in a little newspaper. But also I want to say, the role of the media, modeling, I sharp, 
ISAP, we are a tabloid people, and we are also always looking at what is wrong that we can say about black people and black families and black men in particular. Uh, a lot of our papers, we're not talking about men or writing about men who are doing such wonderful work. And that's not- why, Dr. Patrick uh, Shai, we are here today on Social Conversations, speaking and allowing the voice of men to be heard. I'd like to invite uh, our listeners to please join in on the conversation. You're a woman, you're at home, you might be raising sons, you you, you might want to um, you know contribute on the conversation, or you might be a father or a brother or even a husband, and you've got a viewpoint on what we are talking about today. Please do join in. Our WhatsApp number is O six one four one oh four one oh seven or you can call us on O eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. We are also on social media platforms at SAFM Radio at Patricia N and Uli. I'd like us uh, to please just go to some voice notes that we have received so that our guests can be able to respond. This thing of men and women is complicated and I didn't realize that until a friend of mine brought that conversation and you spoke about that. Some of the things that came that came into my mind like the issue of body shaming. The issue of body shaming is not tackled the same way uh, as it is done uh, to, 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 to women, you know. When a woman is, 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 is body shamed, like for example some part of a body that do not seem attractive so, to others, the, the the victims the victim will be will be defended by many people like what we were always experiencing on social media but when when a man is is put shamed you know some a, a number of people will be defending the victim but many of them will be laughing you know so uh, this thing there is a bias in this thing thank you Hi Patricia, thanks for the program. It's great news uh, to hear how Spoka speaks about men. It is true. Men have good hearts as well. They do care because so many times we just bash them. But it is good to see the good in them as well. Great stuff. Quite refreshing. Thanks. Remember, you can join in on the conversation by calling us on 0891-104-207 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Alternatively, call 011-714-4045. We are speaking to Patrick Shire and uh, Billy Silicani. Now, um, Patrick, uh, you have heard uh, the two voice notes, the body shaming. Let's start with that. When men are being body shamed, no one takes it seriously. So that means, to a certain degree, men are in the shadows of society when it comes to injustices. Yeah, I mean, that is so true. I mean, that we know where, where, where that comes from. We are socialized as young boys growing up to say men don't cry, men are tigers and all of that. We are never allowed to show pain, to show, uh, you know, that we are, you know, the side of us that is of the same heart and the same feelings. Uh, uh, you, you know, a, a story of a man who was killed or brutally murdered. It's a short, it's a, it's a one-liner. It doesn't make headlines. And when it is a woman, it becomes a big story. Let me just add that a little bit. There's a, there's a girl who was killed, I think, in a lady Letoba. And something remarkable happened. And I, I, I hope, I trust that I'm correct. Uh, but what happened was, the family of the boy who killed the girl, 
they actually took their son and handed him to the police. That was never a big story. You know, here's a father who says, my son has killed a young girl. I'm going to take him myself and hand him over to the cops. And that story was never told. That's... So the goodness that men do, um, it doesn't, it's, it's never been, uh, it, it does not gain media traction. It has, it's not a public thing. And we are saying, what the call that we're making as men's forum and 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 uh, various uh, a plethora of men's uh, programs and forums, we are saying we want to see families taking a responsible position for the actions of their sons. When this young girl was killed and raped in in Dobsonville just recently, uh, during the at the offset of the onset yeah, yeah, lockdown. I, I posted and posted and posted and said, somebody must have seen this. Some family, you know that your son arrived at home on that night at such and such a time, and his demeanor must have changed. And this strength means a lot of things. It can be physical strength, mental strength, emotional strength. We must use that for good instead of bad. That's the first virtue. The second virtue is we must nurture our field. Every man has got a field around him. It can be the field of a family, the field of a job, the field of leadership. You must nurture that field. You must be outstanding. Don't be corrupt. Don't cut corners. Be outstanding. Be a good role model. The third one is be defined by your character, not by your material possessions. Because society is driving this. You must have a car. You must have this. No. We must, make, we must push men to be men of character. That's the third one. The fourth one, we need to cultivate a band of brothers. As men, we need to find spaces to talk and be vulnerable to each other and open up to each other so that we can help each other. Because no other man, no other person understands our pain more than us as men. So that's the fourth one. The fifth one is our responsibility to mentor the next generation. We must make sure that the young boys that are in Tembisa and Gatley Hong in Atlasville understand these virtues and they live by them. And lastly, we must make sure that in anything and everything that we do, our sole aim must be to leave this world a better place than we found it in all aspects, environmentally, in relationships, in business, in leadership, in public service, in whatever role that society has bestowed upon us, it must be our responsibility to make sure that we leave behind a very powerful legacy that can then impact generations to come. Well, uh, just uh, to close off, uh, has the role of men been dilapidated in, so- in society, yes or no, from both you gentlemen? We'll start with Patrick Shai. Um, yes, the role of men has been diminished in society. There are too much, uh, too many expectations. Men is being engineered to fit into the feminist world or that perspective, and it cannot be right. Thank you so very much, Patrick uh, Shire, for joining us there. Billy uh, Silicane, has the men role in society been diminished? Yes or no?